Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Nicole and you are listening to Pray the Word. And we're in a series where we are reading through some readings and prayers through Advent. And this content is put out by the Dwell app. And you can find it through the link in the uh, series notes below. Um, Really good, really good devotional. So I thought we would read and pray through scripture um, that they list every day and then read through the devotional. Um, So let's just come before the Lord today and just quiet our hearts. I was thinking again about um, Psalm 131, where it says, Lord, my heart is meek before you and I don't consider myself better than others. I'm content to not pursue matters that are over my head such as your complex mysteries and wonders that I'm not yet ready to understand. Lord, we are humbled and quieted in your presence, like a contented child who rests upon its mother's lap. We're your resting child and our souls content in you. O people of God, your time has come to quietly trust, waiting upon the Lord now and forever. God, I pray for my brother and my sister. I pray for myself. God, that today we would just rest and be in your presence with all that is swirling around. Lord, let us be like children who have been weaned and who can rest contentedly against your chest, Lord. Um, You are El Shaddai. You are all sufficient. You are the one whom we find everything we need. And I just pray for us today as your people that we would just rest rest against you, quiet, content, trusting you, trusting you, God. So today, the reading starts again in Psalm 79, and it's intentional because the Dwell app, one of the excellent things that they do is they um, are huge on just meditating on the Word of God and repeating the Word of God. So um, Psalm 79 is here again for us to read through, but I'm going to read it through in a different version than yesterday. Father, we come before you. We invite your presence here. We thank you. I pray that you lead us in prayer today. In your name we pray. Amen. O God, pagan nations have conquered your land, your special position. They have defiled your holy temple and made Jerusalem a heap of ruins. They have left the bodies of your servants as food for the birds of heaven. The flesh of your godly ones have become food for the wild animals, and blood has flowed like water all around Jerusalem, and no one is left to bury the dead. We are mocked by our neighbors, an object of scorn and derision to those around us. O Lord, how long will you be angry with us? Forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that refuse to acknowledge you, on kingdoms that do not call upon your name. For they have devoured your people, Israel, making a land, the land a desolate wilderness. Do not hold us guilty for the sins of our ancestors. Let your compassion quickly meet our needs, for we are on the brink of despair. Help us, O God, of our salvation. Help us for the glory of your name. 
Save us and forgive our sins for the honor of your name. Why should pagan nations be allowed to scoff, asking, Where is their God? Show us your vengeance against the nations, for they have spilled the blood of your servants. Listen to the moaning of the prisoners. Demonstrate your great power by saving those condemned to die. O Lord, pay back our neighbors seven times for the scorn they have hurled at you. Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, will thank you forever and ever, praising your greatness from generation to generation. God, I thank you for this psalm of Asaph. And I thank you, Father, for ways that you lead us to pray. I'm quiet, Lord, before you, reading through this psalm. There's so many things that flood my own mind, and I'm sure the mind of my brother and my sister. I do pray that the things that you have highlighted for us in that psalm, God, we would think on, we'd meditate on, we'd go back and read, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Holy Spirit who lives within us, highlighting things in your word that we need to think on. And I pray we would not just check off our list that we listened and prayed today, but we would really think on your word. This is Micah 4, 6 through 13. In that coming day, says the Lord, I will gather together those who are lame, those who have been exiles, and those whom I have filled with grief. Those who are weak will survive as a remnant. Those who were exiles will become a strong nation. Then I, the Lord, will rule from Jerusalem as their king forever. As for you, Jerusalem, the citadel of God's people, your royal might and power will come back to you again. The kingship will be restored to my precious Jerusalem. But why are you now screaming in terror? Have you no king to lead you? Have your wise people all died? Pain has gripped you like a woman in childbirth, writhe and groan like a woman in labor, you people of Jerusalem, for now you must leave the city to live in the open country. You will soon be sent in exile to distant Babylon, but the Lord will rescue you there. He will redeem you from the grip of your enemies. Now many nations have gathered against you, Let her be desecrated, they say. Let us see the destruction of Jerusalem. But they do not know the Lord's thoughts or understand his plan. These nations don't know that he is gathering them together to be beaten and trampled like sheaves of grain on a threshing floor. Rise up and crush the nations, O Jerusalem, says the Lord. For I will give you iron horns and bronze hooves, So you can trample many nations to pieces. You will present their stolen riches to the Lord, their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. God, I confess, reading these scriptures, I'm in awe of you again. And it hurts my Western sensibilities, God, because I see how I have made you in my image. And some of these words, Lord, that you have said that are so strong against nations that have not followed you, that have been 
following false gods, God, and the destruction that is being called upon them, Father, even as you use them in the past to discipline your people, God, there are still strong words in this psalm, God. Father, help us to have a holy awe of you again, a holy fear of you. God, you are other than us. If there is any prayer I have on my heart, Lord, in this season, it's that we would have a right understanding, a better understanding of who you are, God. I thank you. You are a good father. I thank you that you are savior. You are older brother. I thank you that you're Holy Spirit comforter, and yet you are other. Your ways are past finding out for me. God, your ways of holiness, God, and what you have depicted in scripture, I cannot cast it off because that was your plan. I can't cast it off because it hurts my sensibilities, God. And it seems so strongly said. But God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you still have a plan, Lord, to rescue your people. You still have a plan to discipline your church, yes, your bride, yes. You still have a plan, God, to judge, you do. But Jesus, now you will the, you will be the one who has come as judge. But we are in a year of Jubilee now, God. We are in a year, Jesus, of Jubilee where you have set prisoners free, you have set the captives free, and now today is a day of our salvation. And we will not turn and harden our hearts as we have in our rebellion, but we will turn towards you, O God. And as much as it is dependent upon us, we will live at peace with people, drawing them, Father, inviting them into a peaceful relationship with you, Jesus. But the ultimate outcome, God, is up to you. We cannot save anyone. We can only tell them, Lord, about your salvation. And God, may our lives line up with the God we say we believe in. (laughs) Let us radiate, God, the peace, the joy that comes with being known by the King of the universe. And let us radiate God with the awe and a healthy, holy fear of you, God, because you are other. You are other. Your ways are beyond finding out, God, and yet you are just and you are holy. Oh, God, thank you. We come now to Revelation 18, 1 through 10. After these things, I saw another angel coming from the heavenly realm with great authority, and the earth was flooded with the brilliance of his splendor. He shouted out with a thunderous voice, Fallen! Fallen is Babylon the Great! She has become a demonic dwelling place, a prison for every unclean spirit, unclean bird, and every unclean detestable beast. All the nations have drunk of the wine of her immoral passion, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and merchants of the earth have grown wealthy because of her power and luxury. Then I heard another voice from heaven saying, My people, come out from her, so that you don't participate in her sins. 
and have no share with her in her plagues because her sins are heaped as high as heaven and God has remembered her vileness. So repay to her double the same treatment that she has treated others with. Pay her back double for all her deeds and make her drink twice the brew she gave to others. With the same measure she exalted herself and lived luxuriously. Give her that measure of torment and grief because she said in her heart, I am no widow. I rule as a queen. I will never experience grief. Therefore, her plagues will fall on her in one day. Disease, famine, and mourning. She will be burned with fire, for mighty is the Lord God who judges her. The kings of the earth who fornicated with her and lived in luxury with her will weep and wail over her when they see the smoke of the fire that burns her up, and they will stand far off in fear of her torment, saying, Oh no! You who were once the great and powerful city Babylon, now in one hour your complete devastation has come. Oh God, oh God, this is your word. This will come to pass. God, God, your ways are other. Your ways are other. Here's the devotional for the day. It is entitled, True Happiness. Advent, it says first the quote from St. Augustine, You seek a happy life in a land of the dying. It is not there. How could a life be happy where life is missing? Our life, our true life, descended into the world, took our death upon his back, and destroyed it with the superabundance of his life. Advent is fundamentally a journey of love. In this sense, it is a season of heightened attentiveness, reminding us of what is true in every time and every place. It is the love of God that draws near in Christ. It is the Spirit of God that nourishes and sustains us along our way. And it is perfect union with God the Father that remains the aim and destination of our lives. And while we know this to be true in the core of our being, so often life is lived short-sighted and easily distracted, pulled to one side or the other by lesser loves that promise fulfillment, yet leave us hollow and disfigured. God, this is true. This is true. We have been pulled. We have been short-sighted. We have been easily distracted. We have pursued lesser loves that have promised fulfillment, but God, now we are filled with anxiety. We're struggling with depression. God, we're struggling with a sense of purpose. We're feeling, Lord, the swirling of chaos around us, God, because our eyes have been on other things, other lesser things, God. In order to encounter the love of God this Advent season, you must be willing to turn away from the desires that leave you spiritually blind and numb. As Revelation reminds us, we live in a world like Babylon of old, drunk on sexual desire, power, and luxury. The solution? Come out of her, my people so that you do not take part in her sins, and so that you do not share in her plagues. Revelation 18.4 
True happiness is not found in absolute freedom, but in a life aligned with the virtues and values of the kingdom of God. The ways of the Lord are never for your harm, but are for your healing. You are set free to receive a love that makes you truly human, and in turn, a love that so transforms your heart and mind that you are sent, turned outwards to give your life away as a gift of love for the life of the world. This is the true spirit of Advent and where happiness is always to be found. I'm going to read that again. True happiness is not found in absolute freedom, but in a life aligned with the virtues and values of the kingdom of God. The ways of the Lord are never for your harm, but are for your healing. You are set free to receive a love that makes you truly human. And in turn, a love that so transforms your heart and mind that you are sent, turned outwards to give your life away as a gift of love for the life of the world. This is the true spirit of Advent and where happiness is always to be found. Here's a prayer. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness. Oh, give us grace, God, to cast away the works of darkness, to say yes to the empowering of your spirit, to walk, God, towards your wholeness and freedom that you've given to us in Christ, and to put on the armor of light now in the time of this mortal life in which your son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility. God, give us the grace to put on the armor of light. You have already provided it for us. You are the father of lights, many lights. You are our father. You have given us an armor of light, God, but it is an act of receiving to put it on. We have to actively receive and actively, Father, engage with the gifts that you give to us. That in the last day, when Jesus shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And here is the action step for today. In the spirit of heightened attentiveness, Take time today to be fully present to God in prayer. It is easy to squeeze prayer in alongside a dozen other activities. Instead, carve out undistracted time with God, learning to listen afresh for his still, small voice. 1 Kings 19, 11-12 Father, I thank you for the one that tuned in today, Father, and I pray for a stillness, a holy wonder again at you who is very other than us. And you you have saved, you have rescued us, you have drawn us into the kingdom of the Son you love. You have given us gifts that we must activate by actively receiving them. That is faith. God, help us to be content Help us to um, rest in your presence. 
Help us to be again in holy awe and wonder of the gifts that you have given to us and the relationship that we have with you as Father. Pray this all in Jesus' name.